That's disgusting. All right, good. Well, that was a terrible intro to a sermon. So we've got people pantsless in a dating series already. It's just bad. It's bad. It's bad. Um, so dating series. Some of you are like, like, dude, I'm so glad you're talking about this because I have no idea what in the world I'm supposed to be doing with dating. It's like completely like not a thing to me. And others of you are like, I don't want to talk about dating. It's stupid. All right, well, whatever. We're doing it anyway. So, uh, and, here, and here's why, because I, I know, I know what it's like to be a teenager, uh, and I know how much of your time and your energy and your drama and like your pain and your heart is all tied up around who likes you or who likes so-and-so and, and who you like or who you might not like, or maybe I like them, but their hair's kind of weird. Like, I, I get it. I, I mean, I, I've been there. I know how much of my um, existence was tied up in, uh, in dating or the lack of dating, um, however the case may be at, at the moment. Uh, my, my dating career started um, in preschool. Uh, I was four when I had my first, like, official girlfriend, you know, like, not just like, not like, you know, just not hiding in the back of the playground, getting a little, a little stealing a kiss here once in a while. Like, my first legit, like, long-term relationship began when we were four. Her name was Jenny. Uh, awkwardly, we knew each other all the way through high school, um, which was weird. Uh, and, it, and it was like a real thing. Like we would, we would like hold hands every day to the playground. I remember lots of stuff from preschool. I don't know if my preschool was just that cool or what, but I remember lots of stuff. I remember walking to the playground, uh, holding hands, like, right? Um, I, I remember, uh, I remember my, my little first peck on the cheek from Jenny, which was awesome. I remember sitting at the dinner table at my, at my parents' house. It was, uh, me in, in, in my seat, right? My dad's on this side, mom's on this side, my grandmother's across from me. And as a four-year-old, I'm explaining to my grandmother how I'll have a, a serious committed relationship, right? And she looks at me, and I remember this. I remember her saying, she doesn't remember this. I remember it. She looked at me, she's like, you're too young to have a girlfriend. And I felt that like, what? I am four. I don't know what, I, I've seen four winners go by. Not one, not two, not three. I've seen four years pass by. I'm, I'm ready for a committed relationship. Then I went through a dry spell after I graduated from preschool, went through a little bit of a dry spell. It was a tough time. It was a tough time. I uh, got out of my dry spell um, middle of third grade year. Started dating a little girl named Christine. She's the cutest little girl in school, right? Me and Christine started dating in, in, in middle of third grade. We dated two and a half years. And I don't mean like dated, like went to school. Like our crazy weird parents like took us on dates. I'm seven. You know, like what are we doing here? Seven, eight, nine years old. We're like going on dates to like, carnivals and stuff, we're like go to movies and watch Lion King or whatever you watch when you're a little kid, I don't know, right? And we're like holding hands in Lion King, like, this is awesome, right? I mean, I'm so excited. Uh, and, and <laughs> it's, um, and then things just kind of went downhill from there. But, uh, and then they went back uphill when I met Jessica. But anyway, uh, it's just, it, it <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, it's, it, it's all consuming, right? And so I remember getting over into middle school and then ended up into high school, and there was just this, dating's just like what, what you did. And I never like, stopped to think about why. I just, everybody, I mean, that's, boys chase girls, and girls chase boys, and that's just what we do, right? I never thought about why. It was just, why not? I'm bored. She's kind of cute. Maybe she likes me. I don't really like her that much. Why not? Right? It's kind of like entertainment. There's no purposefulness behind it. I never really thought through what I was doing. When I was in middle school and high school, um, I would have, I mean, I would have told you that I was a Christian. I was a not growing Christian. I wasn't doing anything in my faith. I would have told you I was a Christian, but if, if, you're, if you'd have asked me if I was consulting my heavenly father about, about my dating relationships or even my, my 
approach to dating, that would have, I mean, I would have just stared at you like a deer in headlights. Like, that never crossed my mind. To think about how my faith was supposed to interact with the way that I dated. I never thought about why I was dating. One time I was talking to a senior, uh, senior girl. It was actually the summer after her senior year. Um, and uh, I, I think that's right. I think it was the summer after her senior year. And um, maybe the summer before. I don't know. We're on, a, we're on a church trip, right? And I was driving a vehicle. And uh, sometimes I make you guys like, come talk to me to keep me awake so we don't all like, crash and burn and get on CNN uh, when I fall asleep at the wheel. Um, so she's up there talking to me. I, I know she's got a new boyfriend or something. And so you know, I'm just asking small, tough questions. So how, you know, how'd you meet? Whatever. Talking it through. And I'm like, all right, cool. So like, what, do you, what do you like? about it. And it was like I'd asked her, you know, solve like an algebra equation or something. And she's like, um, I, mean, I don't know. It's like, no, I like, really like, like, what do you, like, what do you like about him? Oh, well, well, um, he's warm. And I was like, like personality type, like he's a, he's a warm person. He's inviting, got some charisma, you know, charisma, cool guy. She's like, no, no, no. Like, like I get cold a lot. Um, and his like skin is always warmer than mine. So like, he's literally like warm. Right? It's like, that's, okay, cool, <laughs> good. Uh, he's warm, we got that. So he has a pulse, good. He's not dead, he's not uh, fake. All right, good, he's got a pulse. Not really like, so tell me something real. Like, tell me really, what, what, do you, what do you like about him? She's thought a little bit, she's like, I don't know, he, I don't know, he, he likes me, what? <laughs> so how honest is that? Well, I don't, I don't, he likes me, I don't care. I, he likes me and he's not dead. I mean, what is there to, what is there to say? A not dead person asked me to go out, so I, I'm, I'm in, I don't know. We're just going to figure it out. I think that's how a lot of us approach dating. If a not dead person like, likes you, then you're in, regardless. <laughs> I mean, you're going to try it at least. And you have no, like we don't stop and think, how does my faith come into play here? It's like, it's like, it's, it's like when it's like we check our Christianity at the door when it goes into a dating relationship. When, when a little boy or like girls, when a little, little guy is like, man, uh, um, you know that little awkward thing they do when they're trying to like ask you to go do something with them? So I was uh, uh, wondering, like, if you um, were, like, doing anything. Yes. Whatever. If you want to take me to McDonald's, I will go. Yes, we'll go to McDonald's together because no one's ever asked me out before, so I'm going with you. Let's go buy some fries and a dark pepper. That's, that will be our first date. We will be happily ever after together. All right? Starting McDonald's. Like, and, and, guys, if you hear, if, like, one of your friends comes and tells you that some little girl likes you, like, you may not even have any idea who she is. Just because some girl finally likes you, you're in. Like, I'm going to go walk, point me at her. I'm going to ask her out. Let's do this. I don't know who she is. Her name's Stephanie or something. Cool. Hey, your name's Stephanie? Yeah. You want to go out? Yeah. Okay. Got it. We don't, we don't think through how our faith interacts with why we're dating, what we're trying to do here. When, I want, when you leave here tonight, I want you to have a very clear conception of why, why you would date. All right, so if you're a seventh, eighth grader, ninth grader, senior in high school, and your parents won't let you date, fine. Whenever you get to date, I want you to know why you're dating. All right, and if you're not dating anybody right now, that's perfect. If you are dating somebody right now, this might get awkward. All right, you might not be dating somebody when you leave here. All right, uh, I remember being, I remember being in those messages, like in those sermons here in high school, where like, we're going to do a dating thing, and he's talking about like the kind of person you need to date, and I'm like, I'm totally not that guy, I'm going to get dumped when we walk out of here. Anyway, um, so, so why do we date? All right, so here's, here's, the, um, here's the, foundational, the foundational thought, the foundational biblical principle that we're going to build on tonight, all right? The reason that boys chase girls and girls chase boys is that, that we are created for connection, 
That God has created us to be people who connect. He's connected, he's, he created us for relationships. That's, that's something that's built into all of us. We are created for relationships. And there's two primary relationships that we see across God's word. So for those of us in the room, there's two primary relationships that we see across God's word that kind of rise above any other kind of relationship you could possibly have. And the first one's obvious. It's your relationship with God. That's the primary relationship for, for those of us who are believers, those of us who, are, who have placed our faith, I don't know what I just said, placed our faith in Jesus Christ. And we've trusted him. And that, then that's our primary relationship. The person of Jesus Christ died on the cross for us and, and we have given our lives to him. He's bought us with the price of his life. And that relationship becomes front and center for us. That's why we get passages like Mark 12, 30, where Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Everything that you can, you can bring to the table, everything that you've got is supposed to be poured into that relationship with your heavenly father. No other relationship comes close to that. We're not, just, we're not told that any other relationship should be even close to that high of a priority. All, all, of, all of my heart, all of my mind, all of my strength, like all, everything that I've got is poured into this relationship with God. And if that's our central primary relationship, then it's going to color every other relationship we have. If, if we enter into a relationship with Jesus, it's so transformative. I mean, it literally makes us new again. And so because of that relationship, every other relationship has to change. Every other relationship is shaped and, and reframed, recolored because of that relationship you have with God. So then because of that, if that's true, if that relationship with God is transformative in your life, then that means those dating relationships should be different than the dating relationships of people who aren't Christians. The way you date should be different. It also applies to anything else. So the way that you approach your parents should be different. The, the friendships you have should be different because you have this relationship with Jesus who has reframed everything for you. You love differently. You relate differently. You serve differently. It should be different. So if your dating relationships end up looking exactly like everyone else's who aren't Christians, you're doing it wrong. So that's your primary relationship. The second relationship we see that rises above all the others except your relationship with God in Scripture is that with a spouse. So that relationship between a man and a woman, that marriage relationship is different than all others. And so we see in, in, in Genesis chapter 2 where God's created Adam and he's, he's found that Adam um, needs a partner. It's not good for him to be alone. In Genesis chapter 2, uh, in verse 18, it says, And the Lord God said, It's not good for that man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. And then down in 23, it says, uh, God's created a woman. And then it says, Then the man said, this, is, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So, so at the very beginning... God has created us for this romantic connection called marriage. Now, there's something in us. That, I mean, most of, most of you in the room are going to get married eventually. We're, there's something inside of us that's created for this romantic entanglement and connection called marriage. It's, it's a part of you. So there's this longing, this innate desire inside of you coming out of Genesis chapter 2 that that's longs for that sort of connection. You don't want to be alone. You, you want to have... You want to have your other half. 
I want you to know that's okay, that that, that, that desire for another person to, to spend the rest of your life with is, is exactly what God's intended for you to have. The reason I say that that relationship rises above all others in scriptures except for that relationship with God is that it's the only relationship that God uses as an analogy for the gospel itself. Throughout scripture, we see, we see the Bible portraying marriage as a living picture of the relationship between God and us. So one day your marriage is supposed to portray the connection between God and his people. In Ephesians chapter five, uh, verse 25, Paul says this, he says, husbands, so guys in the room, this is directed at you. Husbands, love your wives. No surprise there, right? Husbands, love your wives. And this, this is when it gets hard. Love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So guys, so that, 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 that's a, <laughs> That's an interesting passage for a lot of reasons. The first one is because Paul uses, Paul uses the picture of marriage as a, as just a living picture of the gospel itself. That the commitment that Jesus made to us when he gave himself for us, literally died for us. Paul says, hey, you know how that kind of love, the kind of love that Jesus showed toward the church, toward us? Husbands, you're supposed to love your wives just like that. And so in saying that, Paul has set up marriage, that, that connection between a man and a woman, that, that, covenantial, like, that covenantial bond as a living picture. So the way that you and your spouse are going to live life together is literally going to be a picture of the gospel for people around you. So in the same way that the, the relationship and the commitment between Jesus and his people is permanent, is unbreakable, then marriage is intended to be permanent and unbreakable. The same way that Jesus uh, sacrificed and served literally like to, to the full extent of that he could possibly have served, giving his very life, that's the same way that we're supposed to love our spouses. So our, our marriages become these, these pictures, those around of us, portraying the gospel itself. That's why I say that, that that marriage relationship rises above all other kind of relationships, above friendships, even above your other family relationships. It's exceedingly important. And the Bible holds that image up of marriage as the picture of Jesus in the church. So if these two things are true, if we have this relationship with Jesus, this, this primary relationship with God that reframes and recolors all of their relationships, and we have this incredible um, weighty task of, of having our, our marriages bearing the image of the gospel, then that has to do something to the way we approach dating. It has to change, it has to change something. Just the weight of that, man. I was, I was reading through that Ephesians 5 passage earlier and I was thinking about the relationship I have with my wife and I'm thinking through, hey man, it's, it, am I doing that? Am I, am I loving my wife the way that Christ loved the church? And no, I'm not. It gives me something to aspire to, and, but that's, man, that, that's, that's my goal, that's my aim, that's, the commitment that I've made. So, but I, I realize <laughs> I'm very much aware of the fact that, that we are talking about marriage right now and I told you that we're gonna do a dating series. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of you, when we start talking about marriage kind of in depth there and kind of doing some theology marriage stuff, that you completely zoned out on me because in your head, you're like, dude, that's so far away, I don't care. Maybe when I'm in college, I'll start listening to people talk about marriage. But right now, I'm, 
That's ridiculous. Now, see, here, here's, what I, here's the, the extent which I think you think about marriage. I think, girls, I think you daydream about weddings some, some more than others. Some of you have secret pin boards about your wedding already. That's intense, all right? Just saying, it's intense. Some of you have not secret pin boards about your wedding, and that's just gutsy, all right? I hope your boyfriend's not on Pinterest, which would be weird if he was. Um, anyway, but I, that's the most you think about. I don't think you, I don't think you daydream about actual marriage. I just think you daydream about the wedding, like getting to throw a party for like, you know, 500 people or whatever. I think you think about that. Guys, I think you are 100% absolutely completely oblivious. True? Yes. You are not thinking about this. I remember being 16. I, I was at this, uh, uh, another dating relationship, different person, um, not Jessica. Uh, and, and so I was on the phone, right? And so we were, um, <laughs> Back in my day, we talked to each other verbally on the phone. Um, now y'all like FaceTime each other and post pictures of your girlfriend when she goes to sleep on FaceTime. She's like drooling and you're like screenshot and FaceTime. Anyway, we couldn't see each other when, when we were uh, talking on the phone. We just audibly talked into a phone. It was weird. And so um, we were up late one night. She was really into that whole 11-11 make a wish thing. Any of y'all do that? It's 11-11 make a wish, right? All right so, every, so every time we're up to, she's like, keep me on the phone until 11-11 just so we can make a wish. And I'm like, oh, dude, I don't care but you like me, so fine, we'll date, whatever. Um, and so 11-11 gets there, we're supposed to make our wish. She's like, what'd you wish? When guys make wishes, we wish for new cars and our moms to check us out of school the next day. Like, that's all we got. That's the only wishes, maybe like extra Easter candy. Dude, I don't know. Like, there's no depth there, all right? So, you know, what'd you wish for? It's 11 o'clock, it's supposed to be like moody and chill, whatever. I'm like, uh, you know, um, see you more. I don't know, like stuff, right? Is that good? <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, and then, and, she, and I'm like, well, uh, you know, you got to reciprocate. It's awkward if you don't. So I was like, what, what'd you wish for? Honestly, I didn't care. Um, but I'm supposed to care because she likes me, whatever. So I'm like, hey, so uh, what'd, what'd you wish for? She's like, oh, I can't tell you. <sighs> We're going to do this. God, is, this is just annoying. Like when, when guys, when, you know what I'm talking about, when, when girls, uh, they obviously are going to tell you, but they just want to make you ask them 45,000 times for the next hour. And eventually they're going to tell you, you can't just skip the 45,000 times. You have to wade through it. No, really, like, no, I really, I really want to know what you're thinking. Nah, I don't, you'll think it's dumb. No, really tell me. No, you'll, you'll laugh. Oh my gosh. Eventually. It's like daybreak the next day. And finally, she starts like giving little hints, you know, about it or whatever. And she says something about, um, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, she's giving these like weird cryptic hints. And finally, in my, the back of my boy brain, a light bulb goes off that this girl is hinting that she just wished that one day we could get married. And that phone call ended. <laughs> like, I'm like, wait, is it? Marriage? She's like, uh-huh. Silence. <laughs> what do you say? I'm 16, dude. I don't know anything about getting married to you. I understand that you're not thinking about marriage right now. I understand that. But I want you to know that in God's word, that the two primary relationships that, that rise to the top of, is your relationship with God. And then, then a second to that is the relationship you have with your spouse. And that that fact alone should change the way that you date. I, I understand that you're not thinking about it. But you're going to have to a little bit. If you're, if you're willing to approach a dating relationship, it's got to be in your mind. Remember, because we said that we're supposed to be people who date differently. And if God has held up this marriage thing as a, as a living picture of Christ in the church, then we've got to 
we've got to think that thing through before we enter a daily relationship. All right, so whether you're thinking about it or not, here's, here's, how, I'm, I'm, here's how I want you to approach dating. This is why, I, if you're going to date somebody, this is why I want you to. I want you to approach dating as kind of like a lab for marriage. All right, so, you, so you're like in chemistry class or whatever. I guess when you get into college, you'll do this. So you have like a, a lab that's separate from the classroom. So you go in the classroom, you learn stuff about like potassium, I don't know, whatever, words, motions, I don't know. There's like engineers in here. They'll tell you about it. I have no idea because I paid to stand up here. Um, and so you, and then after that, you leave the classroom a different time. You go into a lab setting and there's like lots of awesome toys with fire and stuff, right? And, and in those awesome labs with fire and stuff, you get to kind of like combine chemicals and do stuff and blow up small things <laughs> so that you don't like level a building, Okay. You, you, you get to practice on, in, a, in a kind of a safer environment with less risk so that you don't, like, kill yourself just trying stuff out on your own, right? It's like, it's like a safe environment for you to practice and kind of figure it out and work through some things and to fail safely. That's what dating is supposed to be for you. Now, here's the, here's the problem with dating. Dating is a new phenomenon. It's completely brand new. Like, you don't know that. It's not new to you. But nobody dated before the 20th century. I just didn't. It's not a thing. Like, throughout all of history, people didn't date. They don't do what you do. This is not how they began uh, marriages. They just didn't have the opportunity to do this. So, so dating for us is, is very, very new. Like spaceships, okay? They're pretty new. Spaceships aren't in the Bible because they didn't exist then. Dating is not in the Bible because it didn't exist then, all right? Dating and spaceships, not in the Bible, both too new. Got it? It doesn't mean that dating is not in the Bible, so you're not supposed to date. It just means it's a modern phenomenon. So in that modern phenomenon that is dating, there's not biblical guidelines that say, when you date, do this, don't do this, think like this, don't think like this. It's not there. It didn't exist. But there's biblical principles that guide the way that we as Christians are supposed to live our lives. And those same principles still apply even in a dating relationship. Those principles of honoring God with everything we are, those apply. Those principles of purity, those apply. Those principles about who we're supposed to be yoked with, that applies. And those are the things that we're going to work through over these next three weeks, looking at the biblical principles of the way Christians are, are called to live and how that applies in a dating relationship. So in a dating relationship, we've got this opportunity to have this lab experience for marriage, to practice, to figure things out with blowing up our entire lives. And a biblical view of marriage, it carries this, it gives this really heavy role to dating. Where dating's not just flippant anymore. We don't approach dating the way I did, where I was like, I don't know, if you like me, fine. When you start thinking about this, this biblical role of marriage and how, and how dating is a, is a practice for that, it gives it more significance. It gives it some eternal significance because you're figuring out patterns of life that are going to impact your marriage. So the crazy thing about dating is this, is that students, one day you will marry somebody that you are dating. I started dating Jessica my junior year of high school. If you're a junior in high school, uh, you should date intentionally. Jeff Walker, um, what, how old were y'all when y'all started dating? Sophomore. Sophomore in high school. 10th graders, you should be intentional about the people you are dating. You're going to marry somebody you date. I'm not saying you're going to marry the person you're dating in high school, but I'm also saying you might. 
If you're just dating absentmindedly without any care about your, how your faith impacts that, about any concern about how that biblical view of marriage impacts your dating relationships, um, you need to be. So, for the next three weeks, we're going to do three different things. All right? So the next three weeks, so, well, just to sum up that, the reason why we date is to practice and prepare for biblical marriage. That's why you're dating right now. If that's not your purpose in it, then your purpose needs to get adjusted. Your purpose for dating, whether you're a seventh grader or a four-year-old apparently or whatever, is, is practicing and preparing for a biblical concept of marriage. I don't need you to, it doesn't mean it's gotta be, it can't be like fun or awesome or exciting. It can be, it should be, it will be. There's gotta be purpose in it, all right? So the next three weeks, we're gonna help you do three things. We're gonna, next week, we're gonna talk about um, helping you figure out how to know if you're ready to date. Do I, do I have my stuff in order? Am I ready to date or am I not ready to date? And I'm going to challenge you to be honest about that, whether you're in a place where you need to be pursuing dating relationships or not right now. And some of you may actually be in dating relationships and, and come to find out that you don't, you're not ready and you're already in one, which means you might need to back out for a time. So we're going to challenge you with that next week. The week after that, we're going to, um, <laughs> we're going to challenge you on who you're willing to date. If your standards are uh, pulse and likes you, that's not enough standards. So we're going to help you try to establish some standards in your dating life so that you've got some criteria that protect you from some stuff that actually funnel you toward a more productive future. And then, uh, and lastly, we're going to help you, um, we're going to help you reevaluate how you're actually dating or going to date how you're actually going to do this, how you're going to actually get it done. So that's where we're going the next three weeks. I hope you guys are back for that. It's going to be awesome. Um, I'm excited about it. I love talking about dating uh, <laughs> because dating is just fun. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. So um, with that, I'm going to pray for you. You guys are going to your small groups. Um, so in your small groups today, uh, I want you to be very cognizant of the fact that some people in your small groups might be dating. Some people in your small groups might not. Some people might not be allowed to. Some people might have made some mistakes in dating. Some people have been light, squeak, clean forever. And that's great. I just want you to be very aware of each other. All right. So be very kind. If you're telling stories, Names don't need to be in those stories. Even if it's your ex, you're not Taylor Swift. Just <laughs> chill out, okay? So there is no reason for you to be busting on anybody or like shaming anybody in your small group ever, but also tonight. Does that make sense? We agreed on that? Whew, air conditioning. I feel like I'm sopping wet. It's just gross up here. All right, let me pray for you and you guys are going to your small groups. Father, um, I know that where my head was when I was uh, in seventh through 11th grade uh, was not on, a, on uh, treating dating as a laboratory for marriage. I didn't think about marriage. I had no concept of what a biblical view of marriage was or uh, I just didn't care, God. So um, I recognize that I'm asking students to push beyond where I was. But so many times our students are further beyond where I was anyway. Um, so God, I pray that that I pray that there would be people who would recognize the significance of their actions. They'd recognize the significance of the people that they're engaging in these dating relationships with. And God, if they are going to date, Father, I pray that you, would, um, that you would challenge them to approach it from a perspective that is fully aware and dependent upon you as the anchor of their lives. We love you. It's your sons, I pray. Amen. Junior high, you're across. Senior high, you stay.